0: You're listening to
1: SpursCast, episode 659. My name is Paul Garcia, and I am your host here on the Spurs Cast. Today, I'll be joined by Project Spurs writer and draft analyst, Benjamin Bornstein. With the NBA draft now just hours away, we'll discuss draft prospects for the San Antonio Spurs one final time before the draft actually takes place. All right, Ben, this is it, man. You've written profile and draft prospects after drafts popular for so many weeks this entire season, since I think, want to say, like, maybe in October or, or September you started this, this journey. How does it feel, Ben? <laughs> this is it. This is hours away from the 2022 NBA draft. We're, f- we're finally there, man. <laughs> Look, it's happening. Finally. Yeah, I mean, for like, like I said, like the, the fact that you just, you know, every week you're continuing to, to pump out these prospect watches is just, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a long journey for you to have to, to, to do that. But Spurs-Cats listeners, here we go. This is the, this is the day of the draft. Um, for those of you all listening to this, um, the draft is now hours away. We'll see if the Spurs use all four of those picks, the 9, the 20, the 25, and 38, or if they make some trades here. So let's begin, Ben, first with the latest uh, draft rumors before we actually look at some of the picks. Uh, so, the, so the main rumor that's come out uh, lately was on Tuesday. Uh, Out of Bleacher Report, uh, writer Jake Fisher reported that the Spurs, New York Knicks, Indiana Pacers, and Washington Wizards do have interest in trading up to the fourth pick which is the Sacramento Kings' pick. And I know that you and I and Trevor Zitgraf, when we last had the last first cast episode, we discussed, uh, you know, trading up to get to with the Kings at that time. We're, we're kind of hoping that maybe Paolo or Chet or somebody falls, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Those three players are a a consensus top three uh, Jabari Smith, uh, Chet Holmgren and Paolo in some sort of order, no matter what now at this point. So, uh, according to this reporting, the Spurs and Pacers would have interest, though, in landing a player we talked about, Keegan Murray, uh, if they could get the fourth pick from the Kings. Um, the Kings uh, do, don't look like they're going to take Jaden Ivey, who's a favorite to go for right now, uh, according to a lot of mocks. Uh, the reason why is because uh, they didn't work him out. You know, it's another guard on their on their roster. And and if they do keep the pick, it does seem like, according to different um, draft analysts, that 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 they're going to take Keegan Murray there at four. Now, who is Keegan Murray? He's a six six eight player out of Iowa. Uh, his mock average is fifth. So as far as the Spurs is ninth pick, he's definitely not supposed to be there. He's, he's he's supposed to go as early as four or as late as six. So again, if San Antonio wants him, they, they most likely need to trade up to get him. Uh, just some other draft rumors. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, um, was on on the um, uh, ESPN mock draft special on Tuesday night, and he basically says that the Spurs are trying to move the 20 and, and 25 picks up to try to get into the teens area, like the 11 through like 19 range. That's that's another offer that they're kind of looking at. And then um, Zach Lowe didn't report that the Spurs are shopping these this this type of deal, but he was just kind of uh, mentioning that you know he was trying to see what the Spurs might get for like uh, the number nine pick in Calvin Johnson, which we addressed uh, on our last episode, or. Uh, the number nine pick in Devin Vassell to try to move up. And so he did say that, you know, he could see the teams probably taking, you, know, you know, both sides agreeing to to the Kelden in nine situation. But as far as moving Vassell in nine, that one, the Spurs may be a little bit more hesitant. So I know that's a lot of information, Ben. What are your thoughts on this rumor of the Spurs maybe moving up to try to get Keegan Murray?
2: Makes perfect sense. Um, also, I wouldn't put it past the Kings to take Jay Ivey anyway, despite not working him out, because that's still something the Kings would do. I am almost fairly certain that they have done that before where they didn't work a guy out and they still ended up taking him. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't put it past them. If, if your, if your philosophy is best player available, Jaden Ivy is the best player available at number four for them. Um, it's, it's a very clear tier. It's those top three bigs. It's Jaden Ivy in his own tier. And then Keegan Murray and a few other guys after. So, To me, that seems like it would be pretty dumb for the Kings to pass up on him. But again, the Kings do these things. Um, As far as the Spurs getting into the top four, it's definitely going to require the nine pick, or it may even require, like you said, the ninth and Keldon or ninth and someone else, maybe ninth and Devin Vassell. Not that I'm advocating for that, just saying that's probably what it would take. So... I, I, you know, ideally, what you're hoping for is you, you trade, you trade your ninth pick, you trade, you trade a guy out, and the person you're bringing in can essentially replace them or you're counting on them to be better in year one or two than that guy was currently.
1: And then what do you think about that that rumor by Woj of, um, you know, maybe packaging 20 and 25 and trying to get a pick there in the team? So I have here, uh, for those of you that are watching this Spurs cast on, on the video format, I have a, I have a, a, the players, their averages from like 11 through like through like 17 here. So we have some players, Jalen Duran, AJ Griffin, um, U- Usman Jang, uh, Jeremy Sohan, Mark Williams, Ochai Akbaji. Uh, Jalen Williams. And then lastly, a, a Jalen Williams of Santa Clara, should we clarify? And then Tari yes. Eason. Well, so what do you think about the Spurs potentially moving 20 and 25 together to move up into that range of like 11 through like 17 range? What are, you, what are your thoughts there?
2: Yeah, I think that's great. You're that That's pretty good value to get up into the early teens, maybe even pre-teens, 12, 13-ish. Uh, you could get a, a guy like Ochai Agbaji, especially if, and if You know, you're if you're making if you're running under the assumption that the Spurs are also making the nine plus player trade to the Kings, then you know that kind of makes sense right there as well because you've got your top four pick, you're going to move two other picks to get into a team pick, and you still have your second rounder. You're essentially only picking you're picking three guys. Yeah, you've also gotten rid of one, so you know you have a net of two guys. Yay math! But you also have a guy that you now don't have to worry about a contract extension, whether, you know, whether you trade Devin Vassell or Keldon Johnson, you're, you know, you, you got, you got three, well, two for sure guys who are going to be on a rookie contract. Your second rounder potentially on a two-way contract. So it, it might make more sense as far as the salary cap goes, or as far as staying under and, and making yourselves more flexible to potentially go after a DeAndre Ayton or, or a John Collins trade. Um, Having said that from everything I've been reading and seeing, I know that Woj is convinced that John Collins gets moved sometime before the draft. Yes. And of course, with my luck, that's going to have happened
1: by the time this gets posted. So yeah, I would like to say that I am clairvoyant. I want that on record. Yes. And, and one thing I made a mistake is I always put a timestamp on the Spurs because of, you know, trades and things like that, breaking news. So I do want to clarify that Ben and I are recording this on um a, uh, what is this, Wednesday evening, the day before the draft, but it'll come out on a Thursday, uh, this episode. So, yeah, so definitely I agree with you there. I, I, again, I, I think that's the best approach. Again, if you can move nine and, you know, one of the rotation players to get, uh, you know, if you really like Keegan Murray there at four, then yes, I think you do that. If not, you take nine and whoever's there. And then I think the best approach is like what you said, Ben. I think I agree. Trade twenty and twenty-five together to hold that roster space because you know that you're you know drafting four picks is a lot, and then you you know you can get a player there in the in that um you know eleven through like seventeen range. And then, so then, there's your two players in the first round, which will have you know guaranteed contracts. And then your second round pick, like we talked about with Trevor last time, I think that's a great spot for a player. Uh, if they're really good, then yes, give them a roster spot. But if not, then give put them on a two way contract. I think that's just the, the best way to utilize uh, your your limited roster space if you're the Spurs, and then also to preserve your, your most amount of cap space too. Uh, like you were saying, Ben, if they want to go after a sp- certain um, you know just uh, specific free agents, or if they want to try to trade for a player who's out there on the trade market. All right, let's move on to our second topic. And this is, you know, our final look at prospects here in the um, ninth pick range. Um, so, again, kind of what I've done, uh, if Spurscast listeners, if, if you all have listened to us in the last few episodes, is I kind of listed the, the, the players in the latest mocks, uh, and then ben, ben was kind of ranking them. But this time we're not going to really rank. We're just going to talk about, you know, who's who's your favorite player there. So I'm going to go ahead and um, um, share the screen so that way uh, those of you watching on, on the visual format can't, can't see these players. All right, so the, the multi-mock mentions. These are players who are mentioned multiple times at nine. Uh, this is uh, Usman Jing, uh, 6'9", out of New Zealand, the New Zealand Breakers. His mock average is twelfth, so this will be a little early for him. Uh, Jalen Duren, uh, 6'11", out of Memphis. Uh, he's also average, mock average is 11, so this will be a little early for him as well. The players who are getting one mock mentions right now to the Spurs are Dyson Daniels, 6'6", out of um, the G League Ignite. He's actually expected to go 8th, so he may not be there at nine. Uh, the Spurs do have interest in him when I, again, when I say interest, it means that they've either worked out the player, they're going to work out the player or, well, actually technically they wouldn't work out any more players. They've worked out the player or they've interviewed the player. Uh, Johnny Davis, six, five out of Wisconsin, his mock average is 10th. So this would be, um, just one, one spot shy and the Spurs do have interest in him. We have AJ Griffin, six, six out of Duke, uh, mock average is 11th. Uh, the Spurs do have interest in him. And then the newest player, uh, who, who got added to a mock just today when I was reviewing a mock from ESPN is Shaden Sharp uh 6'6 six, six out of Kentucky, who technically didn't really play for Kentucky because uh, you know, there's not there's not much footage on him because he didn't um play last year. Right. Uh and his mock average is eighth. So a little early actually for him if he falls to the Spurs there at nine. Uh, the Spurs do reportedly have interest. And then uh before I ask you the questions, Ben, uh just one thing to to note is that um uh general manager of the Spurs, Brian Wright did hold a press conference earlier. It's a pre-draft press conference. Uh, and he basically was asked the question, you know, are are you drafting from from uh, best best potential um, um, player available at your spot at nine, or are you drafting um, you know based on team fit, which is I mean, we all know the Spurs need size, they need a big. And he basically said that no, they're they're definitely um, drafting based on best player available, especially long term for their organization. So again, if it's another guard there, and they think that's the best player there at that at their draft spot, they're going to take the guard. You know, it's just it's just the way uh, that he says that they're that they've always approached their draft, and that's the way they're going to continue to do that. So um, I, I know that's a lot of information, Ben. My first question to you is. Who do you most want to fall there at ninth? Who do you hope is your favorite prospect there at ninth? And, and it, does not, it does not have to be a player from this list.
2: Well, ideally, Keegan Murray falls to nine, but that's not yeah. probable it's, or, or likely at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, would barely even call it plausible for really getting into terms and words here. But um, for me, I think Jalen Duran is the guy I'd want them to take. Okay. If if they take Dyson Daniels, he falls there and they take him. I'm happy with that. I think Usman Jang is a bit of a reach. He's very much a project, which terrifies me at number nine. I don't think he's a guy who can come in and play right away in San Antonio. He would be an Austin guy, whereas Jalen Duran or Dyson Daniels could get minutes immediately. Johnny Davis could get minutes immediately. I, I was not originally very high on him. In fact, I wanted nothing to do with him, but Reading more, I've been talked into him a little bit. I wouldn't hate the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, A.J. Griffin, I don't think would be a good pick, especially if we're talking about, if, if Brian Wright is serious about best player available, A.J. Griffin is not the best player available at night. It, you know, if assuming any of these names yeah. are available. Um, Shaden Sharp is a guy who might fit that bill as best player available. Mm-hmm. But you are doing major projections. Like you mentioned, Paul, he has no tape from this past year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He he went to Kentucky, said, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to, and then I'll enter the 23 draft. Did not do that. Has has not had very good interviews from everything I've gathered. Mm-hmm. And even if you think he is the most talented guy on your board at nine, there are too many character and, and off-court issues that you have to be concerned about as the Spurs organization. So that, I think that would be the only case where the
1: Spurs don't take best player available if he is available. OK, so yeah, uh, and I think I think uh, a good demonstration of how you said, like his interviews and also like maybe, um you know, lately, just the last month it's gone for him. Is that I remember like early on when I first started making the mocks that the mock board, he was like fifth and then he's falling all the way back to eighth at this point. So, yeah, I, I definitely could see him um falling. He, he uh, could be a guy who really falls. Tomorrow yeah, more, uh, night, you know, I, like think, I think I think when you guys hear it. Yes. Uh, and is there any player who's like a big reach for you that you would be like, like you're just so surprised if they took that player at nine?
2: Uh, Jovich at nine would be Nicole Yovich okay. at nine would be a huge reach. Like an Ochai Agbaji would be a huge reach. He's a mid teens guy. I think. Yeah. Uh, those, those are some that are popping out to me. Jalen Williams, Santa Clara, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara is a bit of a reach. He's another teens guy. You might be able to snag him at 20. He might last that long. Um, and just for clarification, Jalen Williams out of Arkansas would obviously be a huge reach here. Yeah. He's the guy who's like a fringe first round. I think a lot of people have him in the second. So just just so all the Jalen Williams are covered. Um, But, yeah, I think th- those are kind of my biggest reaches.
1: OK, OK. So so again, that's there uh, at the ninth pick. Ben saying that if, if, if Jalen Duran's there, you know, and that's that's probably the best pro- prospect for the Spurs to go after uh, in, in that case there at nine. All right, so now Ben and I are going to take a quick break and listen to, for, to listen to a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get 100 Dollars and free bets no matter what. That's code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Ben. So let's get right back into this episode. Now let's talk about the 20th pick again. We don't know, um, you know, if the Spurs are going to trade this pick specifically, because like I said, it's been mentioned in trade rumors already. Uh, so, so some of these picks, but let's just, let's just go over in the event that, you know, they do draft the four players. So uh, let's, let's first begin by um, looking at some multi mock mentions here at 20. They have changed a bit since uh, we last spoke with with Trevor. Uh, in our last Spurs cast episode. Uh, the first player multi-mock mention is Blake Wesley, 6'5", out of Notre Dame. His mock average is 21st, so the Spurs are getting, getting him about a, about, a, about an area early. Uh, he, the Spurs do have uh, interest in him, reportedly. Uh, then we have Nikola Jovic, a player you mentioned earlier, um, who who should you know should be there at 20, uh, 6'10", big out of uh, Mega Mozart. His average is 25th, so this is a player who they'd be taking a little early based on the, the mocks. And then there's a bunch of players here for the one mock mentions. There's there's a Ty Ty Washington, 6'3", guard out of Kentucky. His mock average is actually right there at 20th. The Spurs do have interest in him. We have Daylon Terry, 6'7", um, uh, out of Arizona. His mock average is 23rd, so kind of right there in that 20th range. Uh, E.J. Ladella a player that Trevor really liked when we last spoke, a 6'7", player out of Ohio State. Mock average is also 23rd. Jalen Williams at a Santa Clara, 6'6". Um, mock average is 16th. So this is a player who he would, if, if, if the Spurs got him at 20, then he would have fallen based on his mock average. Uh, the Spurs do have interest in him. And the last player is Jaden Hardy, 6'3 guard out of the G league Ignite. Uh, mock average is 24th, so this will be a little early for the Spurs. So, so again, Ben, doesn't have to be a player on this list. Um, who would be your favorite pick there uh, if the Spurs picked that player at 20?
2: I think my favorite pick would be Jovic. He's a guy you're willing to take a gamble on. Mm-hmm. The offenses for him is very good right now. He plays more point forward than big man, which is fine. You're, you're going to have to put some beef on him and you're going to have to get him to play defense. That's been a real concern in his professional career. So I think um, if you feel comfortable, if you're know if you the Spurs and you say, you know, we know the defense isn't very good for him, but we think we can fix that and we're comfortable in that, Fine. Great. Take him at 20. My, my guy after that would probably be EJ Liddell. I really like EJ Liddell. It's really okay. funny. So he and Dale and Terry are the same height, but they are completely different players. EJ Liddell plays much bigger than his height and his size. He's, he's a deceptively good athlete. People say, oh, he's kind of a, he plays more of a big man. He doesn't move that well. He moves very well. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he was swatting shots. He had chase downs. Motor is fantastic. He improved his three-point shooting. I, I like everything about him. And at 20, that's I feel like that is little to no risk for the Spurs. That's a guy who can come in and play four for you. He might be a bit of an undersized four, and he could probably even play a little bit of undersized small ball five. But I, I think he's going to keep some defenses on because he can space the floor.
1: Okay. Okay, so you can really shoot the, shoot the ball. And then uh, my, my next question would be, you know, who's the player that if the Spurs take this player at 20, it's going to make you, like, just not happy at all, not very upset. Like, why would you why would you take that player right there? Who, who's that player if, if there's one?
2: I mean, out of the guys you have here, Blake Wesley would actually make me a bit upset, even at okay. 20. I don't think he's a very good fit. I think he's a bit more volume shooter than you'd like, and the Spurs already have a 6'5 guard that they really like who does all the things that they want out of him. So why go and get another one? Not to say that they can't go out and get a guard. That would be totally yeah. fine. I just don't like Blake Wesley there. Um, I would, I would argue, you know, if EJ Liddell isn't available, go get Daylon Terry. He's a guy mm-hmm. at Arizona who was playing point guard a little bit. And he was feeding guys like uh, Zulus Tabellis, Coloco, Omar Ballo, Benedict Matherin. Just what, you know, I, I think, I, I think that's, High high upside potential there.
1: Okay, okay. So, was there anybody not on this list that you'd be upset if they if they took him at twenty or not? Um, I
2: mean, anybody if Jalen Williams is there at twenty, I think that's fantastic. Jaden Hardy, yeah. I don't hate. Yeah, Ty Ty Washington would be fine. I mean, there's there's nobody on that list that makes yeah. you other than maybe EJ Liddell and Dale and Terry and and jovich those three guys are kind of my top three there
1: yeah I mean, and it's
2: nobody really excites me
1: yeah exactly i think when you get to like the 20s it's like you know you're not you're not you're not really making a, a huge argument if like if it, if it was a player who's kind of like in the second round kind of range just because you know it, it, it just depends there at, at that point there's a there's a big talent drop off all right so now let's go to the spurs um next pick which is a 25th pick uh, that they have, and again, these these picks might get traded tomorrow, or or you know get at least a verbal agreement that they're going to be traded. So again, uh, the 25th pick And now, the player on the multi mock mentions is Walker Kessler. His name has popped up there like three or four times on draft boards. Seven uh, one big out of Auburn. His mock average is 26. So it's kind of like right there, perfectly for 25th. Uh, the players that are one mock mentions we have Jaden Hardy again, who we mentioned earlier. Mock average is 24th. We have EJ Liddell. Mock average 23rd. Another player, um, new player that we're, that we're discussing right now is uh, Kennedy Chandler, six foot guard out of Tennessee. Mock average is twenty eight, so this would be a little early for the Spurs to take him. Then we have Christian Brown, um, 6'6", six um, uh, uh, player out of Kansas. His mock average is thirty second, so he's a projected going second round by the Spurs. Uh, you know, according to the, one of the mocks, so could take him twenty five. And then lastly, we have Ismael uh, Kamagate. Uh, he's six eleven, big out of Paris uh, Basket. Uh, uh, international and so um, his mock average is 36 so he's supposed to go in the second round but you know the spurs might you know according to this mock they would have him going at 25 uh, who's again it doesn't have to be a player from this list but who's the player you most want to end up there on, with the 25th, 25th pick for the spurs
2: i wouldn't hate ismail kamagate at 25 uh, assuming the spurs have used the other two picks first because mm-hmm. then you, they can say yeah we can afford a project pick here this is fine." Ismail Kamigate, you know, kind of runs like a gazelle, gets up and down the floor really well, transitions well, is a lob target. You know, the, the shot is not good right now. He basically shoots a knuckleball. If if you think you can fix that, he could potentially be a floor spacer, but I think that's going to require a lot of work. So if if you're comfortable with another rim running big, who's going to protect the rim fairly well, then go for it. I'd say... Kamagate all day, why not? But um I think there have been there have been a couple other guys that have been mocked there or are supposed to be close to there that I've like I, I have to get a look here, but um like some people think Jokic might fall there, which I I'm not quite seeing, but like a Marjan Bochamp would be awesome. I really mm-hmm. like him. He's He's a 6'6 wing. He plays hard on defense. He, the, the, the potential to become a better shooter is there as well. He's a little older, so he's going to be more mature. He has the, kind of the Seattle connection with DeJounte Murray, so they may already have some good chemistry. Um, I, I like him at 25 as well.
1: Yeah, and his range is right there at twenty eight. And another guy too, who I've seen a lot of the contenders might take is Jake Laravia. There, uh, his average is twenty seven, so it's just yes, right would right love
2: Jake Laravia at twenty five. That okay, is probably so my favorite pick, actually at twenty five.
1: Okay, so twenty five. Now let's assume that the Spurs don't take a big with nine and twenty, and so they still need a big. What are your What are your thoughts on Walker Kessler? I mean, yeah, Walker Kessler would that be the best option? Walker Kessler one? is tough. He's um
2: yes, okay. he averaged like four and a half blocks at Auburn last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's 7-1. Yes, he has a plus wingspan, but he moves very poorly. Okay. Um I think there were times he he was advantaged by a zone. Auburn got to play mm-hmm. a zone because of him. He just sits around the rim and he can protect. You can't really do that in the NBA. You have to, you know, you have to step out of the paint. You have to you have to actually go and guard people or you have to, you know, you have to play the zone smartly. So I'm not a fan of that pick. It scares me. And also mm-hmm. because people want to say, oh, well, maybe he can be a floor spacer, but have you looked at his shot? There's a lot of mechanical issues. Not to mention his shot looks mechanical or looks robotic, rather. Oh. Okay, so it's okay. it's a little terrifying for me. I get I get the appeal of having a guy who's seven one and and can swat swat shots near the rim, but He's not. He doesn't get to stand in the middle of the paint and just come over to the help side.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then we, as we've seen with these, the most recent playoffs, you know, those guys who just kind of just stand there in the inside, you know, and they don't have much on the offensive end to, to provide. They they really struggle, uh, especially uh, in, in today's NBA. All right. So let's go to our our the last pick that the Spurs have. Um, and that is the 38th pick. Again, we don't know if the Spurs will still have this pick by the time the draft comes around. They, they may end up trading this pick. Uh, and then again, I think going into this pick, I think that the best, is, um, you know, uh, a projection would be that this player is going to most likely be on a two way contract, unless it's a player who fell from the first round. That maybe, you know, this this should have been a first round pick, uh, that player, and they just fell. So maybe you put them, you, you do give them, you offer them, uh, you know, a, a normal like two or three year NBA deal. So let's go look at the, the latest uh, players. And these are all players on one mock mentions. Uh, the first player would be Marjon Bochamp who you just mentioned, Ben. so uh, You said 6'6". Six, six, uh, the last time I checked was 6'7", uh, out of the G League Ignite. Uh, he should go in the first round, though. His mock average is about 28. The Spurs do have interest in him. Next, we have Christian Coloco, uh, 7'1", uh big out of Arizona. A mock average is 38, so right there, perfectly actually, with the Spurs' 38th pick. We have uh, Caleb Houston, um, six out of Michigan. Mock average is about 35, so so he 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 may uh, get get um, get get drafted before the Spurs' pick. Uh, we have Andrew, uh, yeah, Nembhard. Is that how you say his last name? 6'5". five. Uh, yeah, I looked up in the appreciation guide. 6'5", out of Gonzaga. Uh, Mark. Mock average is 36, almost like perfectly right there with the uh uh 38th pick for the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs do have interest in him. We have Max Christie, 6'6", out of Michigan State. Uh, mock average is thirty seven, so kind of right there in the Spurges pick range. Uh, Jalen Williams of Arkansas, 6'10", out of Arkansas. Um, so not the Jalen Williams we mentioned earlier. Mock average is 40th, so just you know two spots ahead of the Spurges pick. The last player, I'll make sure I get his name right. Uh, Gabriel May, Gabriele Prochida, uh, 6'6", out of Fortito uh, Contato uh, Bologna. Uh, mock average is 41st, so a little bit early if the Spurs took him at 38 and the Spurs do have interest in him. So again, it doesn't have to be a player on this list, Ben, who would be your favorite uh, pick there at 38?
2: I really like Jalen Williams actually out of Arkansas. He's okay, 6'10. It's an unofficial stat because not every school keeps the stat, although they should, but mm. unofficially he led the NCAA in charges taken, mm. which I'm sure is something that Popovich and the front office staff will love to see. He, he, is not a traditional rim protector in that sense, in the sense of, you know, actually blocking shots and deterring people from the rim, but he forces turnover. He, he You could argue he does something better in that one, he forces a turnover and two, the other player gets hit with a foul. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, you know, it's you can argue it's a double whammy in that regard. So that's one reason I like him. I think the the shooting can project a little bit. I want to say his free throw percentage was solid. Um, but he's he's a good player. And at 38, that's no risk to the Spurs, so why not pull that trigger? Um, another guy you actually have on this list that I like, well, you have a couple guys, but I think Christian Coloco at 38 is also a very high upside, no risk pick. 7-1, okay. another guy who is a great lob target, can run the floor, will protect the rim for you. I mean, he and he also knows how to play with other big men because Arizona had three or four guys who were six eleven or taller, and they were all playing together um you know he was rotating in and out with tabbelus with Omar Ballo. um i want there's there's definitely one more guy, but they were all rotating in and out and playing you know there were always two big bodies on the court at once, so I think
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know it might be an underrated part of it, but I think that is uh that that should hold some weight to me,
1: okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then do you agree that like most likely this player who, if they do take a player at 38, they still have that pick. Do you think they're going to probably put that player on a, on a two way contract unless it's someone who falls from the first round?
2: Yeah. He's that whoever is coming at 38 is going to Austin unless they just like wildly outplay expectations. They, yeah you know, they're just killing people in the G league. Then, uh, you know, the Spurs probably have no option, but say, well, we gotta, you know, we gotta convert the, we either have to you know, make it a full-time two-way, whatever it is, or we got to bring him up more often.
1: Yeah, it just, yeah, exactly. I think that if it's like a player who is supposed to go in the first round, maybe like a margin on Bocheng at 28 and he ends up falling to 38 in this first take. Well, then I could see them maybe giving him like a two or three year deal uh, on a full NBA contract. But like you said, sending him to Austin more so than um, playing him in San Antonio. So uh, so, yeah, that I mean, that's that, that kind of wraps it up. Spurs cast listeners, uh, thank you all for listening. Again, we'll kind of see. This is it. I mean, we'll see. The next time I, I talk to Ben, we'll be after the Spurs have made these picks. So uh, whatever picks they still have on the roster, because, <laughs> again, we do think that they're going to most likely make some trades here, uh, because, you know, if they draft four players, that's a lot. That's a lot of uh, players to add to the roster. Again, with the team that's already has so much limited roster space, especially with free agency uh, starting just, just the week after. Uh, so don't forget Don't forget to visit ProjectSpurs.com. Uh, any offseason news, we are going to make sure to report that. So, Latest thing was the, um, the the G League, not the G League. The summer league schedule came out for the Spurs in Las Vegas. Uh, you do want to check that out because um, you know th- those games are going to be fun because that'll, that'll be your first chance to see some of these draft picks that the Spurs take, and also some of the some of the players that that are taken by the other teams uh, as well. um early on before they before NBA careers, those players. Uh, I, I've also been writing some free agent scouting reports. Now the free agency starting here on June thirtieth. Uh, the the first uh, the, the first four that I wrote up were on DeAndre Ayton, who's a restricted free agent. Zach Levine, who's an unrestricted free agent. Colin Sexton, who is a restricted free agent. And then, and then one of the Spurs' own free agents, uh, Lonnie Walker IV. I'll be writing some more um, um, scouting reports on, on different free agents as well. And then lastly, uh, you know, just check out uh, any players that, that you're interested in before the draft gets here. Check out Ben's series, the prospect watch series that he has. He also has a piece about some other players. Um, specific, uh, he wrote four or five players or, or earlier today that you can check out as well over on ProjectSpurs.com. So for Benjamin Bornstein, uh, thank you also um, to Joe Garcia. Um, I am Paul Garcia. Uh, Thank you all, and have a great day.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
0: 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing.